You know, this is so awesome. Uh, Easter is my favorite time of the year. Man, you know, when I was a kid, it was all about the eggs and the bunny and all that, you know. It's still about the bunny to some extent, you know. But here's the deal. It's about the empty tomb. And you realize that when Jesus came out of that tomb, he didn't have to wait for somebody to roll the big the door back. He just stepped through it, King of kings and Lord of lords, the Lord of glory. Praise God. That just excites me to no end. This morning, in prayer, you know, God will give you a rhema. He'll speak to you. I'm always worried about people saying, well, God don't talk to me. I say, well, dear Lord. I said, spend time with him. Get into the word. And I was sitting there, and, and, I, and I said, Lord, I said, you know, I know the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I said, I know you came to give us life and give it more abundantly. And the Lord said, you missed the word. I said, Lord, now when, when, don't argue with God when he says you missed something. You just say, okay, Lord, where did I miss it? And he said, it's one thing to have life, my life. It's another to, to, to be blessed and, and, and to have abundance. But what about more abundance? I read that all my life, and I, I skipped over that word more. What is more abundance? Man, that's, that's super duper, that's, that's abundance on steroids, you know, spiritual steroids. That's over and above the top. You've heard me say many times, God never does anything just a little bit, just enough to get you over. He's all about abundance. But more abundance? Paul put it this way, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. And then somebody, some religious pinhead, <laughs> you got to love the religious pinheads. Some religious pinhead says, well, you know, God don't heal people no more. When the last apostle left, he just don't do that no more. I'd hate to know I stood before God and said, God, I told people you just don't do that anymore. That's dumb. That is so dumb. I'm going to show you, you know, we've been talking uh, for about the last five, this is the sixth lesson on God's will to heal. And a lot of people don't know that. And a lot of people are taught that it's not his will to heal. Only if it's his will, can you get healed? I came from that group. I grew up in that. I rarely saw anybody get healed. Because it was always if. It was always if it was time for you and not everybody else. So my part today, I've labeled this, healing guaranteed. You know what? Anything I've ever bought in life that was has any value to it, of great value, especially a car, I want to know what the guarantee is. I want to know what the warranty is. And sometimes if it's not good enough, I'll pay to have more added to it. But I want you to understand, in that more abundance is healing guaranteed to you. I can show you through the scripture. I'm going to do that and maybe do a little demonstration at the end if I've got the time. And boy, I'm already pretty short in that already. <laughs> Pastor, you said three minutes. There's only two left. <laughs> Praise God. So anyways, it's his will to heal. So look, I'm going to start off in this. And, and this is our, our base scripture, Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him, healing all, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. How many of you know it's one thing for you to have the Holy Spirit, but it's another for the Holy Spirit to have you? You know that? So let me pray this. Father, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, you have me. Holy Spirit, you have me. You have these words. This is your words. I'm your servant. 
We're here to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, I believe it, I receive it. That's a done deal. Some of you got it. Some of you have the ability to hear it right now that you didn't have a minute ago. I believe that with all my heart. Praise God. The Holy Spirit's got you now. He's here to move on what I'm about to tell you right here. So let's get started here. Here's my first point. God promised healing. Now let me tell you something. All of his promises in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. Every promise that God's ever made to any man in this earth came through Jesus Christ. Remember the lamb slain before the foundation of the world? That set the standard. And so every promise ever made was yes and amen in Christ Jesus. God's not a man that he should lie. When God says it, it's a done deal. When he's promised it, you can take it to the banking, hang your hat on it. Yahoo jacuzzi. It even comes with a jacuzzi. A spiritual jacuzzi. It's a place of rest. You ever gotten a jacuzzi? It feels real good. There's a rest under the people of God. Woo, that's good. If that ever manifests, glory to God. <laughs> All right, here we go. God promised it. Look at Proverbs 4, 20, I used this several years ago. I'm a walking proof of this right here. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ears unto my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life unto those that find them. And look at this. And health to all, some, no, all their flesh. Did you know your flesh is not just your physical body? It has to do with your unrenewed mind and all the things that go on there. And God promised it. He said, if you'll attend to these words, if you'll not let them depart from your eyes, if you'll get in there, and it's like God told me in a situation that I was in, I've told you this, man, I was desperate. I had a condition of my heart. I was like the lady with the issue of blood. I tried everything in the world, every kind of surgery, everything to go with it. And I laid on the bed and faced the wall and said, God, you gotta take me out of here. I can't handle this no more. You know what he said to me? Saturate your heart with my words, just like you heard it right there. Man, I snapped too. I said, man, God, I kind of know that scripture. When I, the moment I committed to doing that, bam, it was gone. Is it because I'm a preacher? No. Is it because of something special? No. My wife can verify that. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm telling you, God says if you, Whatever you're dealing with, this is a promise of eternal God, your creator, if you'll saturate your heart, if you'll get in there. You know, a lot of people spend their time, they would rather watch as the stomach turns on TV and the belly aches. Oh, you know, I don't watch it. They spend more time in the world than they'd ever do this and they're going to doctors and God says, hey, I provided healing for you way back there if you'll just do this. I say that, and I hope the Holy Spirit, I know he's opening up your ear into that. Praise God. Look at Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Here is that more abundance. And boy, it goes much deeper than that. I wish I had time to talk to you about what the Lord talked to me about that. I mean, man, oh, we've been living so far below what God's provided for us. I'm convinced of that. He said, bless the Lord all my soul and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all of thine iniquities and heals all your diseases. Let me tell you something. For years, the church separated healing from the, from the atonement. Never intended to be that way. Never intended to be that way. 
For years, they concentrated on people getting saved. Wonderful. But the sin, they was like, hey, come just as you are, you know. God will forgive you. Come on in here. But that healing thing, oh, oh you know, you might find it, you might not. If the church had preached healing in the atonement from the very beginning, I never heard it in church for years. I remember my mother sitting at a table with my mother in southern Arkansas one night, had a knee that was torn up from wrestling with an old drunk. And man, I said, oh man, we got to have a surgeon. It hurts all the time. My mother looked at me. She said, son, did you know there's healing in the atonement? I said, what? And she proceeded to show me that. And I said, you know what? I never heard. I'm going to do that. Instantly. My knee was healed. Man, woo, that set me on fire. I went back to my local Baptist church. <laughs> I'll call it out like it is. That was the biggest one in town. And the pastor said, hey, uh, he didn't know I was going to preach him. He said, you like to preach Sunday night? I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> now, see, I had number than a rock there because I walked up there and I preached on this right here. And there's people sitting like that. Uh, <laughs> Man, I thought, oh, dear Lord, ain't they happy about this? They were not. None of them were. I thought, what's going on here? Because their doctrine said, uh-uh, God don't do that no more. He might, if, it's, if he happens to pull your card out of the hopper, <laughs> hey, Bobby, it's your turn to get healed today. Only if it's my will. Man, that's crazy. You know how dumb that is? That's like me pulling up in front of a garage, a tire shop, and I got four worn out tires, and they're all on the ground. And the guy says, you need a new set. I need a new set of tires, but I tell you what, I don't want them round ones. I want them square ones. And that's, it's like people going through life not knowing these truths, hanging on to the old stuff, the doctrine and traditions of men ain't going nowhere and the thing's getting worn out. They're getting worn out and they're leaving this earth long before God intended them to. They have a purpose in their life, but they're not fulfilling it. Man, hear this, hear this. Look at Jeremiah 17, 14. I love this scripture, man. God. Jeremiah said, heal me, O Lord. And I shall be healed. Three, four weeks ago, in my son's house, over there watching some dogs while they go to Disneyland. And there I was. I'd laid down on the couch. I woke up, and the first thing I, had, I heard from God, stand healed. I stood. I said, God, what, what's going on here? I immediately started praying in the spirit, meditating. And you know what he was telling me? This right here. He said, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved for you are my praise. Listen to what the Lord's spoke. He said, as clearly as you are saved unto the uttermost, are you healed to the uttermost. If you're born again, you're healed. You just don't know it. The healer's on the inside of you. The Christ, the healer, He's on the anointed one is on the inside of us. I don't have to run around following somebody all over the country trying to get somebody flowing in the gifts of healing to heal me. I have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead on the inside of me. The same one that jumped up out of that grave. He went through that stone wall and he's on the side of you and you can go through that wall of healing and praise God, you just keep on going. Hey, we don't jump over walls, we run through them. Glory to God. You ought to just oh, be so powered up on this. Dear Lord, praise God. Point number two, 
He not only promised it, he purposed it. Oh, I like this. I don't have time to go in depth on Isaiah 53. Dear Lord, this will seal it for you. And I did the amplified. I amplified it all. <laughs> I did it to get the good. Look at it. Surely, surely he, Jesus, bore our grief, sicknesses, weakness, and distress. He's already done that. Why are you holding on to it? He bore that for you and carried our sorrows and pain of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God. They're still in that mode. Huh? Now they claim that God's the one smiting you. That's ignorance. He's not the one doing it to you. He's a good God. We sing about it. He's a good, good God. Oh, He's good, but boy, he'll whoop something on you every now and then. Just to teach you something. Just to straighten you out. Had a good friend. Came in one day, I told you that. He came in there with, with shingles. Ugh, uh. He said, I wish God hurry up and tell me what he wants to tell me. I thought, dear Lord. Dear Lord. The same God that gave his only begotten son for you, he's going to put shingles on you. The same God that loved you so much, as much as he loves Jesus. Well, oh, that's dumb. Look at this. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. And I'll let you study that out. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquity. The chastisement, your need to be at peace was upon him. Our well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. You know what the truth is? You're whole. You're made whole. You're well. You just hadn't known it. You've been looking to the doctors. You've been looking for things all around you. And all this time, it's been right on the inside of you. Glory to God. That's the truth. That's the truth. And somebody said, well, I just don't feel it. <laughs> you know what the spirit of slap is? It usually starts right about there. And you can't do nothing with it. Come on up here. That's the spirit of slap. And then you got to cast it out. Get out of there, boy. <laughs> I love it, man. Oh, my goodness. Praise God. Point number three, coming to the down, downside of this. I'm not going to be able to do that little. Watch the video. You'll see what I'm talking about. Matthew 8, 16. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word. Look at that. One word. Get. <laughs> That's the East Texas translation. Get. <laughs> they got. <laughs> they left and healed all, healed all who were sick. Does that sound like a God that wants to put something on you? He never put anything on anybody in his ministry. You know, hey, you know, come on. He never did that. Where did that come from? I know where it came from. Praise God, it come from them doctrines and traditions. All right, Matthew 15, 30. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, First time I saw that, it looked like a mud. And I said, somebody brought their dog? He said, crippled, the, the mute, and many others laid them at his feet, and he healed them. Didn't leave anybody out. Praise God. Now listen to me. Listen to me very carefully here. And winding this up. You know, Jesus, he said this, which is easier to say, thy sins be forgiven or take up your bed and walk. 
Well, obviously, it's easier to say your sins are forgiven because I can't tell really where they are and they're not. But if I can tell you, hey, the guy on the, take up your bed and walk. If I, if I can do that for you, then I can surely forgive your sins. And that's exactly what Jesus has done. I made this statement, and this is a statement the Lord gave to me. As much, oh, I like this. As much as we are born by the word of God, we are healed by the word of God. Born of incorruptible seed, the word of God. You know what? When you leave out of here, whatever you're dealing with, you already know that ain't mine. You need to send that back to the pit where it come from. That ain't mine. My Savior's already born that. And that ought to be your confession. You know what my confession is? I'm whole. I'm whole. No matter what I feel, no matter what I see, no matter what somebody else says, and the devil run everybody in his buggy past you to tell you you don't look well. <laughs> That's what he does. But you know the truth now. And the truth you know, praise God, it'll set you free.